welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. Today's episode is inspired by an Einstein quote that I heard recently. And it isn't the typical, you can't solve a problem from the same line of thinking that created it, which is equally as powerful and true. But he said, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. It's incredible how, as a society, we have been programmed to only listen to the quote-unquote logic that our brain, as Einstein said, our faithful servant, says. When the reality is, our brain is the most incredible, mostly helpful, yet sometimes hindering tool that serves our needs as the observer to our thoughts. Like Einstein said, it is our servant. It goes where we want it to go. If we choose to look at life through a scared or fearful lens, it will provide evidence to support it. If we want to look at life through a hopeful lens, it will provide evidence to support it. If we're unsure of what's next and where we're going in life, if we feel uncertain and our awareness is fully on the movie of our mind, that faithful servant will take the opportunity to throw anything at us to see what sticks. It will time travel to far off places in our lives. It will conjure up our deepest fears. It will shapeshift into the life of our loved ones and their bad choices, all in an attempt to figure out what we should do about the thing in front of us. But as Einstein said, that's not where the answers lie. That's not where you have the opportunity to take heed of your divine gift of original thought that comes from a deeper dimension, your intuitive mind, as he puts it. Or as I like to put it, your wisdom. The constant connection to the universal intelligence behind life, your gut instinct. You know it, I'm sure. Inevitably, at some point in your life, you have experienced a full body yes to something or a full body no. Whether you heeded its call or not is not the point, or at least it will become the point after today. You see, that's where the good stuff lies. And I'll be honest, so many of you out there have a gut call on a lot of things in your life, and yet some craptastic fear looks way more important to you. I can't tell you how many folks I see that get talking around an issue they have when at some point they say, this is what I know I need, or this is what I know I want. And when I say, aha, that was profound, say it again. They repeat it out loud, then immediately follow it up with a million reasons why they can't go about walking in the direction of what they know deep down. Guys, 
That fear or silent tag at the end of the sentence that follows your knowing is made up BS. It just is. And all of the evidence that your brain is thinking up to support your fears that are derailing you from following your knowing, that's your brain being your faithful servant to you. Thought is just energy. It goes wherever you take it. I'm currently finishing a book called Proof of Heaven, written by Dr. Eben Alexander, a highly regarded neurosurgeon whose brain was attacked by an extremely rare illness that sent him into a seven-day coma where he experienced a near-death experience. The part of the brain that controls thought and emotion shut down completely. Now, previous to this coma and near-death experience, Dr. Alexander was of the ilk of neuroscientists that believed that our consciousness comes from our brain. Essentially, that our aliveness comes from our brain. Now, if you go back to Einstein's quote, and you believe your aliveness comes from your brain, like Dr. Alexander did, You can see how you would have a hell of a hard time being open to the truth that the gut instincts that we can all attest to hold our truth for everything, right? That's exactly where Dr. Alexander couldn't see past his own nose until he had his near-death experience. What he experienced is completely miraculous and totally worth picking up a copy of the book for. But one of the biggest takeaways that stood out to me was when he said, Insights happened directly. Rather than needing to be coaxed and absorbed, knowledge was stored without memorization, instantly, and for good. It didn't fade like ordinary information does. And to this day, I still possess all of it much more clearly than I possessed the information that I gained over all of my years in school. Now let me remind you all out there that this man's brain was full of pus and being eaten alive by a bacteria. Yet he was having this experience in his consciousness and had the capability to remember it. He goes on to say, The brain... In particular, its left side, linguistic logical part, that which generates our sense of rationality and the feeling of being a sharply defined ego or self, is a barrier to our higher knowledge and experience. Deep down, we already know. Just as Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz always had the capability to return home, we have the ability to recover our connection with that idyllic realm. We just forget that we do because our brain blocks out or veils that larger cosmic background. Needless to say, this man... This neuroscientist that is a highly lauded surgeon that continues to practice, though it took him a near-death experience to trust it, is now transcending his thinking and listening to his intuitive mind. 
Lastly, I'll leave you with a few lines from a speech that Steve Jobs gave to a graduating class at Stanford, in case you haven't been given enough evidence to start building up the courage to listen to your wisdom more closely. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it has made all of the difference in my life. Sending love in all directions and I'll see you next week.